calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast that went to 23 shops looking for your name until we found it. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> 23 shops looking for you, Ellie. That's how long it took me. Oh my God, this movie's so romantic and only a way that a fucking lesbian film can be. <laughs> <laughs> So here we go. Uh, from the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We currently have 13 spots filled on our Trova trip and five left we will be going to croatia from september 21st through september 27th i am so excited to take a vacation with all of you and you can still join us at bit.ly slash les croatia we also want to remind you that in season six we are releasing monthly patreon bonus episodes and our newest one is dropping today so if you want to hear all of our thoughts about almost adults you can join our patreon at any level you get access to today's episode and all of the other uh les regulars episodes that we have put out you can join at bit.ly slash les patreon in the greater les universe there is a new movie coming out called mother mary where anne hathaway and michaela cole are playing lesbian lovers and we're here for it sold so i am here for it i, I know I, nothing else about this film and i'm in i mean i would watch it just for anne hathaway in general but like especially anne hathaway playing gay like mm-hmm. sold put it in my veins <laughs> in less fun news um glad's lgbtq uh report on queer representation came out recently um, showing the drastic, drastic loss of queer rep on our TVs, thanks 
largely to the cancellation or or upcoming cancellation of 54 shows thanks we hate it and that we have lost like 140 lgbtq characters or 24 percent of all of the queer characters on our tv screens uh and it is wild so listen we all know it's been a rough year but holy hell to man hear, just to hear the statistic just makes it feel yeah. more like it's you're a right punch. that's yeah horrible also i've said it and i will continue to say it cancel your gaze is the new barrier gaze yeah it, it really is, is 25 you have basically killed 25 percent of your queer characters you just were like oh, well, we're just going to cancel the shows instead of actually kill them on our screen. And it's pretty rough. Either way, people are just finding other ways to get rid of queer characters. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't I like it. it one bit. <laughs> That's why we're going to keep shouting about the gay shit that we do get. Like today, we are talking about Les Essentials. So we're going to keep talking about the gay shit that we love. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode 16 of season six, our next installment of Les Essentials. Les Essentials is a recurring segment on the show where we will dive into classic lesbian movies or shows. And don't forget, we are also writing and recording original songs for each of our Les Essentials movies. You will want to hang around to the end of the episode to hear the song for this movie titled Summerland. Ti- the titular song for the Summerland. The song <laughs> Summerland. Summerland. That felt very Mora Rush. Yes. <laughs> very Mora and this movie's not Mora at all, but it'll be fun. And for this Essentials, we're talking about the 2020 Netflix film Summerland, written and directed by Jessica Swale, starring Gemma Arterton and Gugu Mbatha-Raw. Do you want to read our IMDb synopsis, Lee? I always want to read our IMDb synopsis, Ellie. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> For Summerland. During World War II, an Englishwoman opens her heart to an evacuee after initially resolving to be rid of him in this moving journey of womanhood, love, and friendship. So sweet. I will say, decent IMDb synopsis for, like, the main plot of this film Really? I, I hate it. <laughs> well, I was just confused because, like, when you look at the, right, when you look at it on Netflix, it's like, this woman has to take care of this child. And I was like, what's gay about that? Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. realize this, like her taking care of the child is the gayest thing she could have ever done. <laughs> it's okay. It's very, I will say this is like not our typical essentials movie, yes. but it's charming and I love it. I love the movie. I hate this IMDb synopsis. I don't know why. I hate everything about it. Okay, so how would you describe the mo- the movie to someone who hasn't seen it? What would you I, What would you tell I them in a short little I clip? Ha- I I don't know that I have a synopsis yet. I can tell you what I don't like about it. Okay, great. One, I hate that it's like an English woman opens her heart, and I'm like, that's a really weird way to frame what happens in this movie. <laughs> because what do you? Because what what you think happens is what. I think she does. She does open her heart. No, I would argue that she like gets worn gets down. Worn down. <laughs> <laughs> she reluctantly, reluctantly, yeah, and reluctantly, and yes. fighting tooth and nail every step of the way. And I also don't like the moving journey of womanhood, love, and friendship. because it's like, not really about friendship. 
Yes. It's about like yeah, I mean, like I get that it's like they like maybe they have a friendship. But I don't know. I just I feel like you know what maybe it is? Maybe it's that like my synopsis would be like reclusive lesbian hermit. True. Alice. <laughs> True. Gets stuck with a child. Uh <laughs> In this sad World War II story that ends okay, you know, like that's... that ends actually ends with a beautiful, like notebook style yeah. love I story. Just, I feel like it. It just is like it's flow. It like makes this whole movie, and I think it's a movie that I love because it's like raw and real and like sad and I feel like it's just like flowery flowery flowers and I'm like I don't yes like this that, movie is actually. not flowers and sunshine and rainbows it's pretty intense no it's not at yeah. all so with that being said should I should we walk through the let's the walk rough through yes let's walk through story and I'll I'll try to get us through <laughs> as you always do through. As I do. Um, I honestly feel like this one's going to be easier because I feel like plot-wise, it's a little less busy. It's very right? straightforward plot-wise. There's just like a, a lot of like... It's a lot of just emotions Character development. Yeah. Like relationship building. Yes. Yeah. I get you. Okay. So the movie kicks off. We start actually in the present. We have this like brief moment in the present where we see... We see Alice in the the you know whatever modern present day is. Well, modern Alice. present day is nineteen seventy five, but either way, yes, whatever nineteen seventy what modern. yeah what we <laughs> old Alice aged old Alice, aged yeah. old Alice sitting at her uh sitting at her typewriter, and then we like immediately flash back to younger Alice. Who is Gemma Archerton, who is, you know, she's living alone. She's got a box full of mailbox full of sand and sticks and twigs and bones and rocks and whatever else the fucking village kids <laughs> decide to toss in there. She is the and village witch. Yes, she's the village witch and she's like chasing after them, like, I don't know, like chucking cigarettes at them or like whatever the fuck. She's clearly a beloved institution of this. Everyone village. loves her, yeah. She is a hoot and a half, man. <laughs> um, she yes. also quite literally steals chocolate from a baby in the first oh like God, ten yes. minutes as we're like developing her character. Yeah. She's yes, she's very clearly immediately established to be like Mean, just isolated, just, loner. Yeah, the town. Her, she's the, the town, town hermit. hermit. The town lesbian hermit, right? like you said. Yeah, she is the town lesbian hermit. Who, yeah, is like, oh, is there rationing going on? And your daughter wants chocolate, and she's so sad because you don't have any. And she's like, I'll buy this. And for like every natural human person is like, oh, how nice of you to buy that for that little girl. And she's like, fucking yoink, gonna eat it with my cigarettes while I sit by myself on my cliffside, <laughs> so yelling so at kids. <laughs> Yeah, she's very sweet. Very yeah, sweet. she's great. Which is why it is all the more perfect when someone from from town shows up to be like, "You're getting a a child," and she's like, <laughs> "Here's a baby." Well, not a baby. Here's a teenage a boy. Baby. Here's a what twelve year old boy. This woman shows up and is like, "You had a baby. It's a boy, <laughs> and it's fully and- grown." I feel like that is a deep cut reference that like every one of our listeners under age 30 is going to be like, what are you talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no about? clue what you're talking about. So oh my God, really? way okay. deep cut. Sorry, we're going to have to take a quick detour. Do you remember there used to be this commercial and it was a commercial about 
like avoiding having to make like collect calls. And so they would try to avoid having to make collect calls by just like when they ask you for your name in a collect call, you would try to put all of the information into the space where you can say your name. And so they'd be like, it would be like someone answering the phone and they'd be like, you have a collect call from we had the baby eats a boy. <laughs> and <laughs> nothing. And then they would be like, do you want to accept the charges? And they're like, no. Nope. No. And then they hang up and he's like, and his wife is like, oh, who was that? And he's like, oh, it was John. They had a baby. It's a boy. Anyways, stupid, stupid old commercial from like 20 From when years collect ago. calls were happening. So, yeah. So this woman shows up and is like, you had a baby, it's a boy. I'm very funny and therefore everyone appreciated that. If you appreciated that, please let Lee know. <laughs> please. Someone email us and be like, I remember this. I'm also old. I'm also old and I remember that. <laughs> so this woman shows up to be like, you're getting an evacuee. Hooray. And Alice is immediately like, I am far too gay for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I am far too I gay. I am have... far too mean. I do not want right. a child. It's not even too mean. I feel like she's literally just like, do you not see that I am a lesbian and therefore should not have this this boy dumped on me? Like, like she's yes. like, I live out here on my lesbian cliff. Like, yes. where nobody should come and see me because I am just here in my gay solitude, leave me alone. Be. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Like, that's her vibe. Her, that vibe is her vibe is like, I'm I'm too gay for a normal life. Like, Yeah, I'm too I gay can't... for this boy. I'm too gay for... <laughs> too gay. I'm too gay for this teenage boy. That sounds weird. Can and we I didn't make mean a like remix that. of, like, I'm too sexy for my shirt? But it's just going to be Alice it's being just too Alice. gay for <laughs> everything. Um, Alice is going to be like, I'm too gay for cooking food. <laughs> too gay to raise a child. <laughs> So true. She does so act like what does this wild. woman eat? Like she literally lives on like a fucking raw potato and a cigarette. Like I mean, I think the cigarettes cigarettes stereotypically like curb your appetite, right? So I think she just smokes and is never hungry. How or is she alive? She's though? a witch. Like that's that's what alternatively I want she literally she Frank, is truly what does a witch. she give Frank the first night he's a potato, stays with her, yeah, a potato and an egg, and egg, a like piece, a raw egg <laughs> and a piece of meat, and she was like, "Oh, you thought I was gonna cook it for you? No." She's like, "Here's a chicken breast. Here's a raw potato. Here's an egg. Go nuts, kid. Go wild. You could She's do it." Just so it's just women have that motherly instinct, <laughs> you know? Like, oh yeah. To be fair, okay, she- this this is not okay lesbians the great thing about being lesbians is like you get to choose when you want to have a baby so like girl just got a child thrown upon her and she's so of course she's not gonna be like yes let me take care of this baby let me i keep saying baby like this is a fully grown like teenager yeah how old is this kid i feel like like he's 11 11 something like yeah like he's like 11 okay but like i feel her she didn't want that kid and this kid just showed up at her doorstep. She doesn't need that and, kid. And she proceeds to be the worst. <laughs> yes, because... Th- and she's like, okay, it's going to be a week. I basically have a week with you. And, like, after the week, you're done. Goodbye. Yeah. You can like, go. We're going we're to find a new family to ship mm-hmm. you off to so that I don't have to be bothered dropping a potato on a plate once a day for the <laughs> rest of my she's life. She's a writer, right? Lee. She is writing her novels. So true. All right. So true. She has things to do. 
<laughs> so Frank shows up. She's immediately terrible to him. He like this poor kid, man. Like I they know. are being evacuated from London. This is World War II, right? Mm-hmm. This must be World War II. So World War II, like London's getting the shit bombed out of it. Like his father flies planes for the Navy or the Air Force, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they I feel like planes is probably the Air Force, but I have no clue. Royal Air Force. I don't know. He's he his dad flies planes in the war. His mother is working for the government somehow, like for the I don't know what. The ministry. See something. You clearly watched this more recently than I did and I I just watched it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's working for the ministry. So works for the ministry. And so he has a nobody to watch out for him and B like his house is getting like exploded every other day. And so they're like, "Okay, ship you out to the countryside. Here's this random, terrible lesbian to watch over. (laughs) Sorry, this is the best we could find. (laughs) And he's like, could I have a glass of milk? And she's like, good night. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, no. Okay, but we see some character development, some growth. He starts to grow on her. She starts to be a little kinder. He goes to school. He makes a friend who also hates him at first. And she's she's also also a lesbian. Everyone is terrible to this kid. This poor fucking kid, man. Well, she's also a little lesbian. She's also for sure a little lesbian. Let's be real. She's like, do not come near me. Draw a he line goes to school. Enid here. is like, I'm gonna draw a line on the desk, and it's like that is the boys' side, and here's the lesbian side, and like Nary the twain. See, shall these meet. lesbians just know boundaries, all right, Lee. <laughs> they do. There is some excellent boundary setting in excellent. this movie. So he and Enid become friends because he shows her a bug, the surefire way to any lesbian's mm-hmm. heart, right? Especially under age twelve. I mean, animal lesbians, mm-hmm. <laughs> guaranteed veterinarian to work. lesbian, like. That's and then it. he it. proceeds to insult Alice's books, and she's like, those are my books. And he's like, well, they don't look very interesting. And she's like, I wrote them. And we slowly start learning a little bit about what her books are about, which is that she investigates folklore. old myth. Yeah. <laughs> what? She investigates folklore. That's what she says. Like, she'll Oh, sh- folklore. I don't, I don't know why I didn't hear that right. Okay. <laughs> what did yes, she hear? She investigates like old myths, folklore stories. Trying to prove if they're tr- like if they exist or like. Is- well, I think trying to find like rational. Yes. Like explanations like, for the connections between all of these folk- this folklore, like particularly yes. the floating islands in the sky that a million people have seen and they're written in a bunch of different folklore. And that's like a big connecting theme of the film. And so she's like, I'm a totally normal human person trying to like write a book. Here is my giant fucking wall of like red string conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy theories, theories and yep. maps, right? Like nothing makes you look more normal than a than a corkboard wall full of red string. Like just the surefire sign of sanity. <laughs> I mean, so, I, don't, I don't think she ever claimed to be sane, but yes. <laughs> that's that's what she's got going on. She's like, here's my red string correct, connecting Morgan Le Fay to this cove up the coast. And you're like, totally normal stuff. Totally sure, normal. Sure, sure, sure. And also is studying sirens and all these oh, mythical yeah, sure. mythical women. Also, too, like, she's like, all these women in folklore are just like a reason for men to blame women. Sirens, yes. her as a witch. Also, and listen, I I can't hold this against Alice. Like, 
Alice is like, I'm going to write a book. It's going to be about sirens luring men to their death. And you and I are like, let's write a musical. It's going to be about sirens, sirens. luring <laughs> men to their death. Luring men to their death. Like, it's Weird. relatable content is mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Okay? It is great lesbian content. Sirens are the best lesbian content. Yeah. And slowly over time, like, Frank is just slowly wiggling his way in. He's like, I'm digging potatoes, and I'm talking with you about islands, and I skinned my knee, and, like, show me your maps. Like, that's fun. And so uh, while all of this is happening, we also start getting these flashback scenes, right? So we slowly start learning why Alice is so sad and reclusive. Because she's a lesbian who fell in love once and (laughs) and now is alone. And and now is alone. is wrecked for the rest of her life. And we, man, these flashback scenes when, because it's, there's something so funny to me. I love this movie for getting to do the flashback scenes where you're like, oh, here's like, you know, angry chasing kids off my lawn smoking cigarettes witch Alice and then you get to flash back to like little fucking baby gay hesitant as fuck terrified Alice and it is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life that first scene where we meet her and Vera and she's like she is freaking adorable they are so cute she's yes she's like Oh my God, she touched my hand. Do you also? The, do you think that was a gay bar? I don't think so. So I was, I was. Wait, the the thing they were at, or the bar they go to after? After. Oh, that might be a gay bar because that's a fucking lesbian who's serving them their drinks. Yeah, yeah, right. So they go to this like, what are what are they even at? Like a I guess a college party, right? To start, and they're I, both it's there. Like a show or something. They're like, both they're there alone, sort of like, and so one they're yeah. like, well, we're not. And the fucking Vera, that's her name, right? Vera. Yeah. Vera is a forward lesbian like Vera's oh Vera's yeah. like well you're not alone anymore like you just started talking to her and then she's like I'm gonna take you someplace that you're gonna love after this takes her to a straight up gay bar it's gotta be a gay bar there's no question it's like, just, like there's, there's no a question. lot of women I feel like dancing with each other and yeah. then like they start dancing with each other and it doesn't seem like it's a weird and, thing you know what I mean and like their se- waitress is like in a fucking tux yes it's a gay bar yeah, and then Vera's like, let me, like, saunter up and, like, hold your hands and, like, make pointed eye contact and, like, stare deeply into your soul. And, like, Alice's gay panic through this whole scene is, like, fucking Wild. tangible. <laughs> like, it is so real. She's... She is freaking out. She is falling in time. love. She yeah. is having a time. And then you she's flash back to her as this old... As the old witch, and it is rough you're like this woman got her heart crushed like in a vice like just destroyed this Mm -hmm. woman was destroyed so yeah so we're we're starting to get these like twin stories developing right where you're watching alice and frank they're they're going to investigate this whole fata morgana with the islands floating in the sky and like frank's getting super into it and they're like let's drive up and see if we can see these islands like she's like i think it has to do with like light and refraction and the sun and reflections and he's 10 and he's just like let's go see islands but he's just like it's heaven yeah they have this cute conversation and she's you know like trying to explain like more things about myths and whatever 
And then he's like, I see the castle. I see it. It's got a green flag. And she's like, I don't see the castle. And they don't fly a flag. And then she drives away. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, she is pretty shitty to leave to leave a 10-year-old alone on these fucking mountains. She's fucking terrible. She's terrible to this child. She, like, drives away, leaves him there, and then, like, drives past that castle, and they're flying flying a green fucking flag above this castle today. And she's, she's like, like, you're oh. lying. You're a liar. You lied, and you're making fun of me. And then she leaves. Oh, God. <laughs> Just like it's, that. Great accent, rough. as always. And, and so she has to, like, drive back and, like, find this fucking child that she just abandoned on, like, a, a cliffside, like, overlooking the ocean like random miles from her house in a place that he doesn't know at all and you're just like you didn't even leave him a potato Alice like what's he gonna eat or an egg (laughs) or an egg kid's got nothing on him right like he's in a fucking pair of shorts like what are you gonna what's happening here so just like go gather Frank and then they just they start getting closer and she like realizes that you know he's not just lying to her like they can they're like connecting more and he's asking her more questions and we're flashing back more to her and Vera and they're like on a they're like on a weekend together right their weekend trip is so cute they're on a weekend together they're like sunbathing outside they're making out under this little like umbrella they're, they have their feet touch, which we know we always love a good foot touch. <laughs> love a foot touch. Love, love a foot, a touch. foot they're, touch. They're swimming in their 1920s best in there. They're constantly giggling. Like the whole yeah. scene is just laughing. It's they're really so sweet. Cute. They're adorable. Yes. They're, they're, yeah, I did love their little weekend retreat. And then, so what, what happens now? We're bounced back to the... Like, I, I don't even know how to explain the different, all the different time frames of this movie. The m- movie time, M- Witch Alice. We're back to Witch Alice and Frank. They're trying to hang out with Enid, but Enid isn't super supposed to be around her because she's clearly a lesbian witch and no one likes that. And then you keep flashing back to like more scenes with Alice and Vera and how she like couldn't be a part of her family. Like Vera's grandmother, mother, someone's dying and... There's like you get that clear moment of like Alice is like outside the room because she like can't be in. Oh there. yeah, that was rough. And then oh, we're it's like, so harsh. Oh, it's so, so harsh. then you have this juxtaposition of like, quote unquote heterosexual normal family, and then Vera and Alice who are family, but like she's not allowed in. Right. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rough, and that's the scene that leads directly into that scene where she has the, that conversation with Frank, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, uh, he's like, why aren't you married, right? Like, why don't you have someone and stuff? And she like, they have that moment where she's like, would you think that it was strange, like, if a woman loved another woman? And he says no, and then her little, ugh, that's like, it's such a beautifully acted I love scene. that scene because, first of all, kids are like being gay doesn't fucking matter because it doesn't. Yeah. And but the but also he says, which just like keep this in your back pocket, listeners. He says it's better than marrying someone you don't like. Talking about yeah, yeah, his, they're really they're like heavy handed dropping those. Yeah. Uh, talking about those. his mother. Yeah. And his father. So keep that yeah. in your back pocket. 
what else happens? We have like we kind of do this for a little bit. We're like bounce, bouncing back and forth between like Alice's relationship with Vera, Alice's relationship with Frank, like back to Alice's relationship with Vera in the past, like back to Alice's relationship with Frank, right? And so we're watching like her and Vera obviously being more and more in love. We're also watching like her and Frank getting closer and closer together. And like to the point that she like goes to like give him up to another family and they realize that he's going to have to like leave town and she's like I didn't realize that that was the plan here and then instead she's like take my bedroom take the room take a thing have some drawers the closet's yours (laughs) instead she makes him like a whole bedroom it's so sweet and cute it's so she literally like cute makes him like he loves planes so there's like planes in the bedroom there's a scene later where like he's drinking milk before bed and you're like oh because he was like i want to have milk before bed you're like no bitch and then she starts giving him milk yeah she loves him it's so she makes him his whole thing he's like moved in and the woman who like dropped him off the woman who showed up to be like sorry lesbian you're getting a child like she shows up again to tell alice that like his father's plane went down alice has to break the news this fucking woman (laughs) this fucking woman is like oh his father died you can tell him bye i know she's (laughs) so rude she sucks like just the worst the worst don't ever dump that on someone that's so bad right Mm -hmm. and so she's like please tell him and alice is like it's his birthday tomorrow and she's like sorry bye can't hear you (laughs) gotta go also like i don't know okay so here here's the scenario listeners right she knows his dad just died it is his birthday tomorrow what would you do seriously what would you do lee would you have told him or would you have waited till after his birthday i don't know i don't know I feel like I would have waited till after his birthday, so I get this woman. Yeah, I'm no, like, I totally get yeah, it. But, I totally. But get the it. thing is, like, I mean, it get, goes to shit because somebody tells him, right? Somebody else tells him. Yeah. Freaking Enid tells him because everyone in the town is talking about his dad dying. So, like, maybe she should have told him earlier. But I get it. Like, she wanted him to have a fun birthday, and not well, be depressed and as hell. Yes. I, I. Here's the thing. It's like. It, and it's so rough the way this movie does it, too, right? Because they they hit this point in the movie where it's like, Alice knows his father has died. She does not want to tell him. It is sort of paralleled in the film with flashing back to the day that Vera left. Ugh. Right? Like, the day Hurts. that Vera was like, I want a family and and we can't have that together mm-hmm. and and I want a family more than this. And so you're basically watching somebody who has already basically like lost everything that she wanted, right? Who now is like holding this fucking secret on her shoulders of like having to destroy this kid's life and knowing how terrible that is yes well to add on to it too her dad also died i think in the war as well so she's like feeling like she knows how much that affected her yeah and so she's trying to be empathetic and kind and or i don't know it's she's, so complicated she's trying to give him one one last day last of feeling like day. good yeah because like, it's so hard when it's like you want, like, here's the thing. I can't say what I would do in this situation. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. What I do get is I do get watching Alice who like walks in the door with like a bottle of wine and she is like so smiling and happy and like 
just having everything crumble on her in the in like just a fraction of a second, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you watch her experience that and then you watch her wrestle with this like here is this kid who I like suddenly have realized I really care about who is going to be just destroyed by this news and it's his birthday and I've been a fucking monster to him and like I just want to give him one good thing like I feel like this is her attempt to be like I've been terrible I want to give this kid one good thing and it goes so wrong (laughs) it goes so wrong and I get it But honestly, I blame Enid more than I blame Alice. Oh, yeah. Enid, girl, calm your tits. Enid is like jealous of another girl who just came into her whatever. She's like, you lesbian witch. How dare you? Liar, liar, liar. (laughs) (laughs) I love movies that get you to break out the the accent. I'm so excited about that one. I think I actually nailed her accent. I don't know if I quite got the... um, Alice's accent, but I feel like Enid, I can vibe with. The leaning more towards Cockney, like give me that shit. But but she's so like I'm like you little shit. Do you not shit Enid. Tell this boy that his father just died. Well, and especially not like not like that, right? Because it's rough. But this, this so this is when you're right. This is when she realizes like she's going through his stuff and she finds photos <laughs> of his family and she realizes that this is Vera's kid. son which also like what a gay twist I'm like yeah this fucking that's why like I was like okay so she just randomly gets this kid like I'm I'm confused like why is this a gay movie and then you're like okay seeing the flashbacks and you're like a freaking course this yeah. child is her ex-lover's child. Of course it is. Of course it is. And she's like, yeah, she's like moving him the fuck in. She's like, I can be your mom. We can do this. Like, it's so stinking cute. And then Enid has to go and shit all over fucking everything and tell this kid that his dad died in like the worst, worst fucking way possible. way possible. And she's like screaming at him. And he's like not believing it, and then he just loses it, runs away, just runs goes away runs to London. To London, like how the fuck did he get on a train and get to London? And they and you know like they figure that out, and Alice it, like is just getting in her car, and they're like, "You can't drive to London," and she's like, "Fucking watch me, I'm a lesbian." And she's like, <laughs> "I'm a lesbian, two, and two I will bitches, get my like, son." <laughs> honk honk vroom vroom here i go she's like no war can stop me so she like goes to london they're like actively being shelled there's like you know fucking like buildings exploded and like fire and like stretchers like full of corpses being carried past her and she does find frank and his whole house got blown the shit up Mm -hmm. and this poor kid (laughs) This poor kid, man. I know. His His dad just died and then he sees his entire house destroyed. He has no clue if his mom was in there or not. No idea. He's just got this like fucking thousand yard stare that you're, it's just, it's not good. They have to like spend the night in like a fucking, you know. Bomb shelter. Underground tunnel bunker, like getting bombed to pieces and... She brings him home and they and you know she's like trying to drive them home and he's like running out of the car because he's like 
running to see I don't know what to see the I what is he running to see there's like the island again or he's just like climbing on a rock and like falling in the ocean I think this he's, kid's got a lot of uh, okay he's going through, he's a, lot going through right a lot of trauma now. so but I think he's running towards the ocean just because he's so upset but also because he does he wants to see the floating island because the floating island is Summerland which means that in this folklore that it's his dad trying to send him a message or his mom trying to send him a message and so he's like i want to see it again because he we missed this part he saw it earlier but he didn't know his dad was dead yeah and he was like oh i felt he's like i felt like someone was trying to talk to me but i don't know who and she doesn't tell him yeah so then i think he's like wanting to see it again to be like to be like to feel like he didn't hallucinate it and that like his dad's there but and instead, he does see he it. falls off a rock into the ocean yes. uh, and in like a fucking wool sweater. And she's like, I'll save you. So <laughs> with shoes, just really listen. This kid's going through it. He really okay? is. So she like jumps in and saves him and like pulls him back out and is trying to like, you know, connect over like my dad died too. And like talking him through all of this shit and being like, you can live with me. Let's live together. Like, it's okay. And, like, it's just... Also, did you catch, too, that, like, when she brings him back home to, like, show him, like, this whole little setup that she made for him, there's a there's a chocolate bar that she left by the bed Oh, I didn't him. see that, but that's funny. She yeah, does like, care. She's, she's breaking everything out, right? Like, mm-hmm. everything. And so, yeah, so it's, like, they they sort of find their footing together and then they come home one day and who's waiting fucking vera that lesbian girl (laughs) yeah it is it's a whole lot like vera's there being like i sent him here oh that's one thing that we missed right she like she She realizes yes that like the letter she had gotten was not the standard like you're getting a child letter. It was like a special letter like just for her. And so she like had sort of started to catch on that like something weird happened here. But yeah, Vera was like, I sent him to you. Like there was no one else I wanted to like have take care of him. And they make like a little Viking funeral plane for his dad. And they like light it on fire and like sail it off their cliff into the sunset together. Because like what else do you do as your first like new family bonding experience? <laughs> Just send your father into the abyss. Yeah, I know. Right. That's the thing where I was like, I was like, so I feel, I feel a little shitty about this. <laughs> They're like, let's just take like cis, uh, like, you know, comp het bullshit and like set it on throw fire, it on fire and, and throw it, it off a cliff. The, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, I do feel cool, bad, but I'm cool. like, I guess the only way for them to really be together was for her to marry this man, have a child have him die, and then they could come back together. And so I'm like, yeah. sorry, man. Sorry to this man. Sorry to But this in man. the same, okay, in the same way that like so many heterosexual films, wait, no. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. In a, in the way that other movies like use the other lesbian movies like use the man like the man is like sort of centered. Yeah, I feel like this, this one, man is forgotten. This man's like goodbye. <laughs> this you man, are we never even out of no, the plot. Wait, we see like one we never picture met of him. him. We never right? met him. Yeah, yeah. This man does not exist. Mm-hmm. Sorry to this man. I do not know this man. Yes, we never met him. So yeah. So then, so we like have this cute, like you know, reconciliation scene, whatever, and then it like cuts back to modern day nineteen seventy five. Modern present day where Alice is like finishing up this book and she's like looking over photos. photos I know of their life together. Of, like their life together. And then she's like walking out to to into like the other room in this house and like Vera's there and she's like, I finished my story. And Vera's like, oh, I hope I come across well in it. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you just walked into a store and, like, got my phone number and, like, shipped me your son. And Vera's like, <laughs> Vera's like, I went into, it was, like, the 23rd shop until I found someone, you know, who, like, could get her in touch with her publisher to, like, figure out where to ship her child off to. And Alice is like, you never told, told me that. that. Uh, and then she like dedicates this book to Frank and then they go down and meet Frank on the beach and like they walk away like a happy little family and lesbians everywhere just devolve just into tears. Mm-hmm. Ellie's gone through a whole box of tissues at this point in the movie, you know. It's perfect. It was a lot. perfect ending. It was really sweet. It was, it was really very sweet. sweet. So <laughs> that's the film. What are your thoughts, Lee? What are your thoughts about this movie? Okay, I do know that this is not our typical essentials. This is such a fucking charming film. Mm-hmm. It's so stinking cute. And there are things about it that I really, that are just touching. Like, they're just really touching. Like, I, I still, man, that scene, when she has that conversation with Frank, where, like. About being a lesbian, and he's like, it's cool. Yeah. And then also, like, he's literally like, did you kiss her? And then we realize later, like, you're talking about your mom. It's his mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's your mom. It's his mom. It's your mom. But, yeah. no, but here's the thing. It's like, okay, we, we get emails from a lot of listeners who do not have a lot of queer community around them, maybe don't have a lot of queer people that they get to spend time with, like, who live in places or in countries where, like, it is still a lot harder to be open, right? And that moment, like when you just see that little catch in her breath, you know, when she asks that question and he says like, no, that wouldn't be weird. And you can just see like, it's such a really powerful representation of like what it feels like to feel accepted. Yes. By someone. And also to put that to put that scene in a in a movie that's about nine like World War Two. Yes. Also, right? So like that's the thing about this movie that like I found really interesting is like, you know how I feel about a period piece. Like so I'm like, when you put these people in a period piece and you don't give them the happy ending, I'm like, this is fucking rough. Yeah. This movie 
gives us a period piece that's like pretty realistic, right? Obviously, this one woman was like, I am a fucking, I'm a lesbian in whatever time they met, like in what, the 19, maybe they met in the 1920s? 1930s? Yeah, I was going to guess like late 20s, maybe. Like late 20s, right? Late 1920s. And she's like, I have very few choices here. Like, my choice here is to like become a spinster with you and we'll live alone. (laughs) Right. We'll live together forever and everyone will like talk shit about us. But I also like, they had this whole scene where she's like, I honestly don't even care about that. She's like, I would live with you forever and, like, take all the shit from everyone else, right? Yeah. But I want a child. And, like, that was, like, an interesting story to tell. Well, and it's it's an interesting story and it's very, it's handled with a lot of care, right? Mm-hmm. Because exactly what you're saying, like, we watch a lot of period pieces where it's, like, the overarching sense of it is of taboo, is of homophobia, is of rejection by society, is of whatever. And it's like, in this movie, like, you see how the village people, like, how everyone in town kind of relates to Alice, but it none of it is actually directly because of the fact that she's gay. She's just, like, a weird hermit woman who, like, throws shit at all of their children. I, like, no, I think it's a little... I do think, like, su- subtly it's because they know she's gay. We we might pick up on it, but you don't. But it's not like anybody. There's no explicit mention of it. Yes, right? but I think they don't explicitly mention it because people don't explicitly talk about being gay. But like, I feel like sure calling someone a witch is like a connotation of like that is a gay that is a lesbian living up there. Sure, but it's not. But what I'm saying is like it's not like it's a period piece where you're watching. Like people giving them weird looks when they're together, like the interactions besides you see the family her, scene, right? Like the interactions you see between her and Vera are all—they're so positive and happy, and like they are happy together, right? You're not watching them under scrutiny, and you don't watch. I like. I'm not arguing that like a lot of this is probably because she's such a fucking dyke. Absolutely, she's yes. the dyke witch on on you know like Ocean Cliff Hill, yeah. No question. I'm just saying that, like, the only explicit mention you hear of it is her putting it out there, getting immediately accepted, and then saying, you know, other people don't feel this way, and having Frank say, like, why? You know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, to me, there's something that's really nice about having that be the only, like, verbal discussion about it. About queerness. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's just watching a child and having it be like a kid, like having it be a kid who is able to look at this situation with a grown ass woman who is just like desperate for somebody to accept her as she is. And just having this kid be like, yeah, why wouldn't they, you know? And it's just like, it's so, it's like the purest, like from the mouths of babes, right? Like I just, I really like that. I like that scene. I think it was acted phenomenally i mean she's great in this just in general oh yeah there's so much emotion like every time she does flashback you're like oh my god like i'm so wrecked also the point like (laughs) one of the gay things i love about this movie too is like that whole scenario where like literally you know alice was madly in love with one person and after that she was like i'm gonna be alone on this cliff 
forever. Yeah. The fucking like, gayest thing ever that to carry is... a torch for like the first girl you fell yes. in love with like 20 years ago. I mean, but to be yeah, fair, classic. both of them, Vera gets married, has a child, and yeah. she and goes a fucking decade later. <laughs> out of her way, yes. Like probably longer than that, right? She had to have met her husband, got married, got yeah. pregnant. Like probably that has to be at least like 14 years later. Yeah. And girl is like, you know who I want to raise my baby? That woman I was in love with 15 years ago. Plus, and yeah, and she's like, I'm going to go into 23 stores. Yes. To try to find someone who can hunt down your publisher for like this, for my for my one ex, right? Like my only ex probably too, right? <laughs> my only ex. Yeah, I mean, it is. And then the it's... boomerang is freaking real. She's like, my husband's dead. Let's get back together, baby. Like, and you're like, honestly, I'm here for it. But like, clearly, they get back together. They start raising her child and then they die together. Like, they don't die in this movie. Like, they're not like the notebook, but like, they are old yeah. and they are still together. They've had a whole life together. 40 no, it's just, years it's, later. And it's also, they are still it's together. like, the thing that I love about it is it's so contrived. Right? Oh, it's like, ridiculous. But it's that's so contrived that's, to mean, have it be cares? like that's like yeah, to have it be like oh, we we had to you know like break up because you wanted a family and then you go off and have your family and then the war and like yeah, like I just somehow I love we got, a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like I love every a movie s- that tries to bank on like well, thank God for the Nazis because the lesbians get back together. Oh God, horrible. <laughs> it's like, it's just incredible to have it be like wow you shipped me your son yep your husband died (laughs) how convenient i know and now we can live happily ever after fucking eating that shit up man no i know good it's so good because then you don't have to feel bad then you know the second that i that i found out that it was her kid i was like this is comical yes like yes, it is and it's silly, but great, right? But like it's perfect. like it's like so many like contrived rom coms, and it's not really a rom com, yes. but you know what I mean. Like that rom romance where it's like we were meant to be together because exactly. like exactly over across all universes, like we're together. You know what I mean? And I love it, and yeah. I love it. Like I'm totally against here for all it. odds. We raised our we raised this baby as two lesbian moms in the freaking 40s yeah like how great yeah and it's like how convenient because listen you wanted to be together you also wanted a family and now you've got it all and now you've got it all and like and who's gonna question that frank's widowed mother now had to move in with Dyke Witch of Cliffside Hill because mm-hmm, she because her husband's bonded. dead. Well, and she bonded with Frank. So, like, of mm-hmm. course they're going to live together and raise this boy. Like, why would anybody think twice about that? I mean, eventually, I'm sure. I'm sure plenty Ian's going to move twice. out of home and probably move in to be like, oh, my God, how do I be a lesbian? Like, somebody's got to teach her, right? So, like, yeah. <sighs> Enid's a big old sense. les. But, yes, I mean, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. I think it is. It's very different from our usual essentials. Yeah. Because, like, to me, the lesbian story is central, but it's not, like, so central. It's not, like, the romance is the main plot. Yes. Right? Even though it is. I'm, like, waiting (laughs) for... Even though this whole movie is a really contrived way to get these lesbians together. Yes, but that's, that's what I thought was so funny, where I was, like, 
I'm watching the beginning and I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, see, she's a lesbian, but like, it's just like a few flashbacks. You're like, I see her coat and I see her cigarettes, but like, I don't. But get like, it, I'm right? not, you know, like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, are is this like a thing that's gonna happen? And then okay. they really wrapped it up to here's, be like, these lesbians get back together. Here's maybe how I would. Okay, I'm ready to give you my new synopsis for this. Movie. Great. Here's my new synopsis for this movie: Summerland is like if someone sat down one day and asked themselves the question out loud, hey, I wonder how like lesbians in the 40s would have even managed to have kids, right? And then <laughs> and then True. that thought experiment went a little off the too rails. Too far. Yeah. <laughs> went a little too far and ended up in this screenplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what I think. That would be like my synopsis. For Summerland. It seems like the most plausible way for lesbians to have kids in the 40s. Yeah, right? It's like you fall in love in the 20s at a gay bar. Mm -hmm. You break up because one of you really desperately wants kids. You beard up. And then the, you know, like, and then Hitler decides to try to take over the world. And then your husband dies and you get back together with your ex and raise your son together. Like the most logical logical steps. Like that's so probably logical. how all how all lesbians did this in the 40s, right? <laughs> but yeah, like what 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 was happening? So wild, so like the definition. Have you seen there's a movie called Serendipity? Oh god, yeah, but not in 20 years when did I that feel come like out? it's like, like a very serendipity vibes where they're like that was, um, wow, that crazy was things. Yeah, Cusack, right? Yeah. You're just like crazy things that keep happening, but then we they're all happening to put us together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just like, ugh, I love it's it. Cute, it's so though. heavy-handed it's and stupid, and it's adorable. It's so but heavy-handed. it's also like, it's a really, for a movie that, where like the central premise of it is on its face, like kind of ridiculous, it never feels that way when you're watching it, right? Like, it doesn't feel insane. Well, yes, because I do it think it feels act- insane looking back on it now when you're like you talk through it and you're like, what? But when I you're think the most it- insane part is just when she comes back. But from like the beginning to when Vera comes back, it's pretty like the it's acting so is so charming. good that you're just like, just this is sweet. It- it's I very find sweet. It so charming. I just That's really like it. I think I like them. Like, I liked the whole development of their relationship, you know? Yes. And how they just sort of like keep dropping these little moments through time and like sprinkling them in. And so you're kind of like following as you go. And it is like their relationship is just sweet. They're so sweet. And she's such a little gaby. Like I think there's something really fun about getting to see these like very two different levels of Dyke of Alice in this mm-hmm. movie. Where the, you're like the first love and the scorned the scorned old lesbian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first love and the heartbroken carrying a torch. Uh, you know, which which dyke. I mean it's just You know the two lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> the only baby gay to old crone gay. I mean, <laughs> old crone, just, yeah. Yeah. The the baby kid old crone pipeline. <laughs> yes. That is exactly what it is. It's just sweet. It's sweet and I liked it and I, I just agree. I feel like you know me and how I feel about most period pieces these days where I'm just like kind of over them a lot and I'm like I really liked this. Like I would watch this movie again. Yes. I I could sit through this 
and be totally, totally happy to watch their whole little story again, especially like knowing now going in, like how good that payoff's going to feel when you're just like, I'm so sorry about your husband. And you're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> you're like, I'm so sorry about your husband that he didn't die sooner. And we <laughs> Oh my God, that you didn't come, that you couldn't come back to me earlier. Yeah, I know, right? Like it's so, I'm like, I don't know how you can deliver that line with a straight, I feel like that's the only line in this movie that I don't know how you get out with a straight face. I'm like, how do you sit there and look at the woman who like, broke your heart into a million pieces walking away from you and you just found out her husband exploded and you're like I'm so sorry sorry. (laughs) oh god so sorry but like also you're here and I do have a bed um like just the one yeah like so I feel like also okay we don't really get Frank's already comfy here yes you wanted to just your house did explode (sighs) so it's I guess you should move in (laughs) we don't really get to see this part how soon after she shows up do you think they get back together? Okay, wait, that they get back. To- I thought you were going to ask, does she move in? And I was about to say immediately. I don't think they get back together immediately. I'm going to I'm going to give it like three months. I'll give it two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the sexual tension between those two is too wild. And there's not enough room in that apartment. She yeah. lives in a cottage. She lives in basically a one-bedroom cottage. It's a one-bedroom, yeah. It's a one-bedroom cottage, like, like for sure. There, there's some, you know. She's like, "Oh, Frank's asleep. Let's talk about the old days." And then they're like, "Yeah, where should I sleep tonight?" And she's like, "Fuck it, just come in my bed." Listen, lesbians, if you're looking for an excuse for your girlfriend to move in, have you considered shelling her neighborhood? Oh my god! Just a thought. Just a thought. Just a thought. Can't she's got to move in if there's nowhere else to go, right? Like if your house is if literally you're, a small. If you're trying pile to get back bricks, together with your ex, have you yeah. thought of shipping her your son? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot of things leaning in their direction of you hauling right now, right? She's like, your son already lives here. His comics are here. His chocolate bar that I put out for him is here. I he's learned to cook a potato. Like, he's happy here, and you have no husband or place to live. So, like, so this all I'm adds up saying to move in. Convenience. Okay. Very convenient. <laughs> Very convenient. But that's what I love is like, it's so, like, it's so hard to, to distinguish between, like, how ridiculous this sounds when we're talking about it and like how heart-wrenching it is when you're watching it. I just They're think two the very char- different things. The character development, the acting, just like the way that they do it, like it is like sort of a silly contrived story, but the yeah. the earnestness with which the actors really lean in makes you feel like this is a real heartfelt it is hard Well, yeah. and that's like, it's cracking me up to like listen to us talk about it and then compare it to like the fucking song I wrote for this movie. But it's just I'm like the movie itself is is charming and touching and, and like, I don't know. I just, I really like it. The plot, if I really think about it too hard, makes me die laughing. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Like this is, this is the kind of plot that you come up with for like fan fiction, right? Well, that's why we love it. I love it. I fucking it's love a soulmate, it. I'm just like, it's a yeah, soulmate, soulmate, blow soulmate. Blow up trope. that husband, man. Like it's fucking like everything in the universe is coming together. It. Like his plane literally exploded and you're memorializing him by setting a plane on fire. Yep. 
and throwing it off of a cliff, which I just think is the funniest thing. It's so funny. It is. It's so perfect and so funny, and I love it. So, anyways, that's my take is I love it. If you're looking for like a supercharged rom commy, like it's not that. Yeah, like it's not like. I didn't, I'm not going to have a moment where I'm like, wow, love the sex scenes like this. Yeah. There's not really a sex scene. Hey, There's man. The feet scene. Hey, man, their feet got real close to each their other in that grass. feet got real crazy. Um, but yeah, it is more just like heartfelt. It's heartfelt. It yeah. is. And I just, I really liked it. And I feel like I, I've been very over period pieces lately. And I, this one surprised me. I was like really pleasantly surprised because I know, I know we're going to have to do some of the other period pieces as less essentials eventually, and I'm just kind of like, oh, it's fine. This one, I was, I was like, I was digging. I was into it. I, I enjoyed agree. the ending. The payoff was totally worth it. I think if you're a person who cries, you should have some tissues. Like Kelsey sobbed through the end of this movie. I'm sure you did too. <laughs> That's funny because I didn't cry. Really? I'm impressed you didn't. But I think I didn't cry because I was so, I was almost laughing at the twist. It's so, it's so much. You know what I mean? Where I was like, this is nice, but I also was like, this is comical. Yeah. I loved it. I hope that all of you take a, all of you watch it. Let us know what you think. Are you ready for our Q and gay? I'm so ready. All right, let's do it. Q, 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 and gay. All right, question number one, Lee. Would you raise your ex's child? A, yes, B, no, or C, only if they came back to me? Oh, please. Of course I would. Ship all of your babies to me, actually. If you just Oh my God. Ship me your children. Just because you want more children? Yeah. Or because you would because you would want your ex's baby Both. specifically. Both, why not? <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Listen. It's gonna be a no a, for me. I have very few exes. My ex is great. I would for sure raise her kids. B, I love kids. So like, yeah, man, ship me all your babies. Okay. Listen up, listeners. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Open call. If children Free- come. Yeah. Free reign for for shipping me your kids, okay? It's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> I really hope you don't get a random child. <laughs> Listen, if I come home to a fucking baby in a basket on my doorstep, actually, I think Kelsey would be just so thrilled. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> we'll be great. We're so good. It's such a problem. Like, anytime any one of our friends have kids, like, have new babies, and Kelsey's like, let's have more babies. And I'm oh like, God. we will die, actually. Yeah. But I do love kids. So, like, yeah, it's great. I would, I would, of course. Yeah. What about you? You wouldn't? I would not. <laughs> no. Ellie's like, I just bought a tiny little lake house cottage with one bedroom. Where the fuck am I going to fit this kid? Have exactly. a potato. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I have a dog and a cat. Like, I don't have room for a child. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. They don't, they, you know, you just shove them in a drawer. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Question two, Ellie. <laughs> Do you prefer A, planes, B, boats, C, trains, or D, automobiles? I think I prefer a plane. Mm. I like flying. Yeah. I like that's, traveling. That's a funny answer to give for this movie, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Although, to be fair, nothing looks very safe in this movie. Like, when the automobiles option, when they drive, every time they drive these cars, and I'm like, what are your tires being held on by right now? Like, gum? Like, Mm -hmm. all of their tires are, like, wibbly wobbling their way down the road. They do not look very safe. For sure, no. All right, question number three. Which mythical creature would you most want to be? 
A, a siren, B, a witch, C, a mermaid, or D, a minotaur? Oh, I mean, it's a tough, that's a real tough call. Are we drawing a distinction between sirens and mermaids? We're saying they're different? Yes. Okay, so, well, okay, do I want to be a siren? Because sirens lure sailors to their death. Yeah, and do mermaids, I want to be a I'm siren who like, lures men to their death? I'm like thinking like Ariel. Or a witch who poisons men. So it's a real tough call. I'm going to say... Okay, here's my answer. I'm going to say a siren because they're the ones that sing the most. So Knew it. You know we, lo- you know we love that. Like, we got to mm-hmm. have some music in our lives, Ellie. Oh. <laughs> That's a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sorry. question four. Have you ever taken candy from a baby? A, yes. B, no. Or C, not yet. I like the hopeful I always, I always like to do a like, yes, no, not yet. Because I like people to, you know, feel free to be like, you know yeah. what? I haven't done it, but like maybe I will. I, I just love someone out there being like, actually, you know what? I haven't, but actually, now but that you mention it. Now that you said it. um, I think it's a no, but I, it's interesting because it's like a yes. If I was also a child at the same time. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like when me, my brother and sister would like do Halloween and we would like be like fighting over each other's candy, but not like as an adult was I like, give me that candy child. Here's what, here's the problem is once you have kids and they start being old enough to like go trick or treating. Yeah. You're like, like, I took you, I have taken, you have taken candy from your own. Oh yeah. You have to take all of their candy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because you're basically, otherwise I'm like, you will just like subsist on sugar for like Mm -hmm. the next three months of your life so yeah you like absolutely i have taken all their candy eat all their candy yeah for sure i i listen i have (laughs) here listen to this joyful sound of an m&m's bag that kelsey (laughs) found on top of our fridge because her parents brought it here over christmas for them to make gingerbread houses so we had like a whole box full of all the candy that they hauled up here for them to make gingerbread houses that then we tried to hide on top of the fridge and then she like found it and was like eat these fucking m&ms because otherwise they will see them (laughs) hide them in your belly (laughs) they'll see them and they'll want them so now i have to eat this whole bag of m&ms so yeah absolutely taking candy from babies left and right All right, question number five, Lee. Would you rather A, marry a man, or B, live alone in a cottage? I will move and be Dyke Witch of Cliffside Hill. Mm-hmm. Address mm-hmm. Cliffside Hill. Um, I would Ocean love to be Dyke Cliff Witch of Cliffside Hill, Manor. Yeah, I mean, not even a question. Actually, I like, hate being alone, but besides that, I would like to be Dyke Witch. <laughs> I just need like, a coven. I could take up smoking. I could learn to write on a typewriter. This mm-hmm. is all doable stuff, right? I can eat a potato I could raw. never brush my hair Whatever. again. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Listen, honestly, if you never brushed your hair again, it might be similar to hers in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She has not run a brush through that hair in years. No, and you'd think, like, they just keep dropping twigs in her mailbox. Like, make a fucking brush out of it. Get creative, mm-hmm. Alice. Like, come on. Tell me about it. <laughs> <sighs> I have a thing for hair, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 what yeah. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just want to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And we want to shout out, start with one of our listeners who sent us an email. Listen, I know we've said a couple times lately how much we love getting emails from all of you. And please keep sending them. And um, y'all are really coming through for us. Okay, so we want to shout out one of our listeners, Audrey, who sent us just... A really, really 
again, just these beautiful touching emails. Like you all are amazing. You, I know. Everyone like is a freaking like creative writing yes. connoisseur. Like they are writing beautiful, beautiful novels to us. So thank you for that. And speaking of beautiful, beautiful novels, Audrey's writing novels as well, publishing some books, including we we saw a little snippet of of some conversations about Les Hangout in an upcoming book. So listen, Audrey, thank you so much for your email. We loved it. And it was just, it was great. It was, it was great. amazing. Also so cool to be like, Les Hangout is a pop, is like a queer pop culture reference in a is book. It's wild. Is wild. That's amazing. Yes. So it, thank you. You blew, you blew our little minds. Thank our little gay that. minds have been blown. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, amazing. You made us feel very special. Also want to shout out Emma on Instagram who sent us a message saying, Wondry Hill also made them gay, which we get. And that she was an extra on the show. Um, Insane. Jealous. <laughs> to be that close to Sophia Bush is... In, in the presence of greatness, truly. Just a true gift for any yeah. gay. So Amazing. Good for you, Emma. <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, we want to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster... Tanya Ferguson, Alana Rosen, Lisette Stye, A.D. Benitez, Fiona W., and Sophia Phillips, and our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Andrea Duzette, and Julia Gonzalez. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We could not continue doing this podcast without you. While we're reading all of those names, I think Ellen just had a birthday recently, so happy birthday, Happy Ellen. birthday, Ellen. We love you. Oh, I love Amy and Ellen. How many times, how many episodes? Actually, that could be a good drinking game rule. We say Amy and Ellen's name, you know, at the end. But like, how many times do I talk about Amy and Ellen? Yeah. Like, Somebody really? has kept track. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Let's Hangout Pod. You can email us at Let's Hangout Pod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at Let's Hangout Pod dot com. And whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up every week. We also post videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash Pod to catch them. Let's Hang Out is an independently produced show. It's hosted by us. Our audio production is done by Ellie. Our production assistant is Krista Murison. And various Twitter shenanigans and other graphics are done by me. If you want to support the podcast, the best way to do that is to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We love hearing what you have to say. If you want to join our Patreon, you get access to so many things. You get access to our Discord chat, to Les Central's viewing parties, to ad-free episodes, to our bonus Patreon episodes. You can find all of that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to get some Les Hangout gear, you can get that at bit.ly slash lesshop. You can get all of our designs on t-shirts, on tote bags. We love a good tote for convention season. I love my little lesbian tote or my dollar bean tote. You can get that at bit.ly slash shop. Remember, we also have a queer production company where we are making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings that you can find everywhere at Dollar Bean Prod. Or at our website, dollarbeanproductions.com. You can check out all the episodes of our first show, The Flame. They are available on any podcasting app. And if you want to help support us in making more musicals, you can join our Patreon at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. We are well on the way to getting Journey to the Heart to your ears. We have a bunch of recording sessions going on right now. We should be done, fingers crossed, with all our recording by the beginning of May. So wish us luck.
If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. Drift through.